With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to the Thursday Night's Triumph Over Targeting podcast. I'm your moderator, Ella. Tonight we have a special guest again. Um, we have author and um, Catherine Bell. More and I hope you enjoy her as much as I have had. Um, hold on, I'm gonna have to start it over, guys. Sorry about that. Okay, so I'm gonna have to show and clip that out. Okay, take two. Okay. Welcome to the Thursday Night's Triumph Over Targeting podcast. I'm your moderator, Ella. Tonight we have another special guest. We have the accomplished woman and author, Miss Catherine Bell Moore. If you are new to the call, please stay on and we will get you some additional support, some additional talk shoot podcast numbers, and some helpful links and websites. This is a solutions and educational-based podcast, and but the views and opinions of my guests are not necessarily my own personal views and opinions. My goal is that everyone can obtain something out of tonight, especially a feeling of empowerment. If you have any suggestions, comments, questions, or especially especially in the need of additional support, please don't hesitate to email me at tiangel2016 at gmail.com. And um, I'd also like to uh, take the opportunity to explain how it works. Um, Right now, all the calls uh, are muted. So if you are new and you wish to speak at any time, you can hit start on your phone, and that will indicate to me that you wish to speak, and I will unmute you when it's your turn. And this will be in the uh, questions and answers portion of the interview. If you'd like to mute yourself for any reason, if you have background noise or whatever the case may be, hit star six on your phone, and that will mute you, mute you, or you can use mute on your handset. And then to unmute yourself, simply hit star six again, and that will unmute you and bring you back into the conversation. So with that said, I want to welcome Catherine Bellmore, and she is a former mayor pro tem. She's a human rights activist. She's a pedophile whistleblower, children's advocate, speech writer, educator, and author, an award-winning businesswoman. Um, and she remains a strong advocate for abused, molested, and um, bullied children. Um, she's a recipient of the YWCA Women of Achievement in Business, Who's Who Among Women Executives, SBA and Avon Women of Enterprise, Entrepreneur Magazine winner for North Carolina 1992, Who's Who of American Women, North Carolina William Maddox Award for Services to the Elderly, Chancellor's Award for Service to the Board of Trustees of the University of North Carolina at Wilmington, and the Board of Trustees VB&T Bank. So thank you, and you are very accomplished. Are you still there? Did I lose her? Hold on just a second, guys. Hmm. Hold on just a second. Let me see if I can find her. Uh-oh, we lost her. 
They've been making the calls difficult, I have to say. <laughs> Finally. Might have to listen to the whole spiel again once I get her back on. Hmm. Hold on, guys. Let me try to get her. Okay, uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you. So I had to call her in, guys, and conference call her in. Okay, so I'm, I'm so happy. I just hope they don't uh, disconnect us again. I'm yeah, dying to talk. Yeah, well, good. You're in the right place then. So what I'm going to have to do is maybe, Sean, the guy can help me edit it. I actually gave your introduction already, so what we'll do is just edit it together. Sure, sure, okay. that's fine. Well, I am dying to tell my story, if that's what you want. That's exactly what we'd love you to do. So I just want to welcome Catherine, uh, Catherine Bell Moore um, to the call. And so you're, you're an author, as I know, and I've gave a listing of all your accomplishments and your awards, and, and I really appreciate the work you've done for the elderly and with children. That's really close to my heart, so I appreciate that work very much. I want to thank you from, on a personal note. So if you, you want to start... Do you want to start a little bit? Maybe let's hear your life prior sure. to targeting. I'd love to hear that. Sure. Thank you. I had a wonderful life. I had a four-bedroom house on the golf course, and I had a thriving business for 30 years. And as a council member, I blew the whistle on a pedophile police chief. I contacted HUD about the misuse of federal funds in our city. And I pretty much stayed on top of all of the shenanigans that were going on between the mayor and a councilman named Snyder. And for my work, I was put into the targeted community, and I lost everything that I worked for for 30 years. And uh, I have been in this program now for 14 years. And I can tell you about some of the people that were in the program. I need to say that people in this program really, and I don't want to scare anybody, 
the people in this program who come forward, and I'm at the point, I don't care. Uh, people in this program are really more than being targeted. There is some danger. I was very upset when I lost a very good friend who was an educator named Mary Neal. She died suddenly of a heart attack. Well, she was on the targeted site because she had tackled the quote-unquote Cochran firm for not doing what they were supposed to do. Uh, They are apparently tied to some organizations that they take all these cases and then don't allow the people to get any money from them. But anyway, I was working with her, and she had a sudden death. Gloria Naylor, some of your people are probably going to be familiar with, she wrote The Women of Booster Street that Oprah Winfrey starred in on television. She was another one, and she had a mysterious heart attack. So I've had two attempts on my life. Uh, one, my daughter and I were coming from going to Miami, and a huge, I mean huge tractor trailer. This is on I-95, now if you can imagine this, but it was well planned. That this tractor t- trailer came across a very wide median and directly at us, and she had to do a number of maneuvers to prevent a head-on collision. And if you can imagine, on 95, no other car was targeted or in danger. So we go and explain how well that was put together. They have destroyed not only my finances, but they destroyed my family. I had had two sisters that I was at seemingly close to. And they got involved with the Cochran firm, and they don't have anything else to do with me. I lived with my mother for two years before she died. And Margaret, who runs a nonprofit agency, has her secretary create a will that make you laugh your eyes out. I couldn't believe that it was even orchestrated by an educated person. Anyway, that's in my book, which I should mention now. My book is called Silent Holocaust. And what it does, it actually equates what is being done to targeted individuals that is so closely resembles the kind of things that were done to the Jewish people in Germany. I mean, it really does. It's not an exaggeration. So much of what has happened to us has been brought here and taught to us by the people that we took into the country. People don't know this, but it's online if you want to look it up. Our government brought people here from Nazi Germany who were Nazis, killers, and they trained our intelligence people. And when you read about waterboarding and some of these other very sick things that they do, they were trained to do that. And all of that is in my book. I wouldn't have it in there if I hadn't spent two years researching and knowing what I'm talking about. To go back to my family, my two sisters, I lived with my mother until she died. And my two sisters, 
went to an attorney, and they were able to get him to keep me from having anything to do with my mother's estate. Mm. And I have had nothing but hard times every time I dealt with an attorney. Every time I have been really badly treated by the attorneys. I hired an attorney to protect my interests when my mother died. And um, I paid him $1,000 and never never heard a word from him. Mm-hmm. I have two children that are attorneys, and honestly, they have been so badly beaten up on that they're afraid to do anything. They are afraid to do anything. Our lives have been virtually destroyed. And I won't leave this world until I have given my book to the one person in the world that I trust. If something should happen to me, she will see that it's published. I haven't published it because they have stripped me so bare of finances that I don't have the $2,000 that it takes to get it published. But if something happens to me, she will get it published. And that's kind of where I am. I will take any questions. I will say that my sister has an attorney working in her office. Well, not, not an attorney. Yes, he is her attorney. The reason I lost my home is he filed, I had a debt, my company had a debt correction for a truck that I leased. And Andrew McVeigh, you can believe this, you can check out everything I tell you. The lawyer for her organization went to a gentleman whom I had leased a truck with. And of course, since the business collapsed, I didn't have the payments. He was ready. He took the truck back immediately. But Andy McVeigh convinced him to sue me. So when he sued me, of course, he got a $35,000 lien on my home. And I lost my home. I lost my home. He still works for my sister's agency. I have also said that I have not, I did not receive, they really got the best of me. I did not receive the kind of support that I should have received from my community. There were those that went around and said that I didn't know what I was talking about. And yet, let me say something, bring another issue up. The police chief that I ran out of town because he was a pedophile, and, you know, the mayor and one other councilman knew this history before they brought him there. There is a gentleman named John W. McCamp. He is a state representative, and he wrote a book called The Franklin Cover-Up. And in that book, he indicated that our police chief, Bob Wadman, was a well-known pedophile. And like I said, the mayor and another council member knew all of that and did not share it with us. And I really, really started having problems when I, when I went after the police chief. I went to the sheriff's department and asked him to give me some help getting rid of him. 
The sheriff told me that he would give me his best man. Well, he did. He gave me a gentleman by the name of Mark Benson. And Mark made two visits to the home of a child who had been molested. And the next thing I know, he was in the hospital. And when he came out, he didn't want anything to do with it. I had literally, and of course, the sheriff, who had been the best sheriff for over 20 years, guess what? After he gave me the man to help me, he had to retire. He retired and moved out of the county. Wilmington really, for a beautiful place, it has a bunch of nothing else than a bunch of pedophiles there. Some of them at the university, I've seen them resign from the university because uh, there were whisperings. And we had one exceedingly, uh, exceedingly crooked council member who came to Wilmington uh, selling flowers off the back of a truck. And by the time he got through squandering the city's loan money that was supposed to be for the poor to buy homes if they never had homes, by the time he got through squandering that money, he was a millionaire. And he came to Wilmington five years earlier selling flowers on a corner, those big bucket flowers on the corner of a, with a truck. The place was filthy. And I stepped out and tried to clean it up. And for that, I got no real support, no nothing. And my children and I have been under 24-hour surveillance for really about the last 10 or 12 years. I've been in the program for 14, and we have nothing. And my son, excuse my language, is a hell of an attorney. And what they've done, he was winning so many cases. Now they select the judges, if you can believe this, judges are supposed to Hear cases in their district. Well, they don't do that for him. They bring judges in who will rule against him. He had one case that the, the jury went into session for, he said, like five minutes and came out. They have virtually destroyed our lives. But before I go, I'm going to tell the story. In my book, Silent Holocaust, I am going to tell the story. Yeah, and what I've read so far, you've done an excellent job summarizing um, what many activists try to come up with. Um, and, you know, I, I thought it was really well written. And you have the historical part. You talk about, uh, you know, I know you were referring to uh, the German Nazis that came over here, the um, that worked at the um, concentration camps and did these types of studies. So um, and I guess I kind of wanted, I had a lot of questions, but that's okay. How did you kind of um, discover that there was a pedophile ring? How did you discuss, how did you find out about what I'll you tell you, believe it or not, I'll be happy to tell you. When um, we had complaints from the parents, they stopped their children from going to the cadet program. One of the people who was familiar with Swadman, came all the way from Nebraska and stood before the court, stood before the council, 
and poet. And then when I read the book written by Senator, the, the senator from Nebraska, I read all about him. And, the, of course, the mayor and the councilman already knew. They did not share it with us. But that's how I found out that he was a pedophile. Parents were complaining to us. And nobody wanted to take the bull by the horns but me. I wasn't going to sit there for that. And that's when my fortune started failing. <laughs> and, of course, it didn't help that I brought HUD to Wilmington because they were misusing all of that HUD money. That same council, Mr. Snyder, had 13 loans. Now, this is money that came to Wilmington so that with a loan pool so that the poor could buy first-time homes. Well, Mr. Snyder had 13 loans. The poor weren't getting a dime to do anything. Hmm. Oh, that's that place, I don't know what it's like now, but it was hell when I went on that council. Had I known, I, I really truly, I would have never gone on there. But I could not go on the council and sit there and watch all of this and do nothing. That's not what I went there for. I couldn't sit there and do nothing. Right. And they have destroyed, they literally have not only de- tried to destroy, they haven't completely, but they tried. My daughter was doing taxes to supplement her income. And, of course, I have his name in the book, but I don't have it right on my fingers. An FBI agent went on her job, went on her job, and accused her of filing false tax returns went on her job. And it's, like I said, there's no way that words can describe, but I have done my best. My third chapter, the first chapter is domestic terrorism. And that's where I describe all the malarkey about uh, what other countries are doing to create terrorism here. And I make mention of the fact that there is terrorism right here in the United States. And there is a quote, and I was so happy to have it. There's a quote because, oh, we're paranoid, you know that, all of us in this program. There is a quote from former President Jimmy Carter that says that this nation has changed and that people are being harassed and tormented. Look it up. It said in the New York Times. And... If you say something, that's the first thing they say. Oh, you're paranoid. Yes, I'm really paranoid at this point, but I'm not. (laughs) I'm paranoid, but I'm not crazy. I like that. That's a good way to put it. Well, um, when, what were the signs? Like when you first started becoming aware you were targeted, what did you notice? I noticed first, uh, first I noticed the chief of police following me. Then I noticed other police following me. Oh, God, how can I forget this? Let me tell you, I went to a restaurant after a council meeting, and when I left and was on my way home, this is on my website. I'll give you all that so you can look at that before the book. I was on my way home. And a police car pulled me over. 
And the man told me that he was arresting me for being uh, under the influence, a DUI. He took me to the station, and I blew point zero, zero twice. And so the magistrate on duty would not file any complaint. He called any magistrate to file a complaint against him. And, oh, you all are not believing me. You can't possibly. I don't believe it as I tell you. The DA that promptly dropped the charges left Wilmington, moved, over, moved to Asheville somewhere in the western part of the state. I have one, excuse me, please, one hell of a story to tell and can back up every bit of it. And if folks would like to get a pen and a piece of paper, let me give you the website to go to because a lot of what I'm telling you is on that website and well documented. If you think they're ready, well, I'll give it to you, Ella, and anybody who wants it can get it from you. Okay. It's relatively long. It's www.oneagles, E-A-G-L-E-S, wings, W-I-N-G-S, com. What was the last part I heard? I heard um, uh, on eagle's wings, and I couldn't hear the last part. Fear no evil. Fear no evil, okay. Fearnoevil.com. Now, my children first, they say it's too too long, but it's been up there so long, I don't want to change it now. Yeah, okay. Okay, great. Um, and I'm sure people will get a chance to check that out soon. They must do that, yes. Okay. And then... Um, Okay, so then I guess I, maybe we can discuss targeting a little bit, and then we can kind of get into some activism and, and um, you know, subjects related to that. I'll follow your lead. You tell me what you want. Okay, so, and I know you have two children that have law degrees, and so um, when you notice that you're being followed, um, how, what, what happened and, like, what progression? Did, uh, how long did that go on? Um, what other types of targeting did you experience? Experience. And the question I always ask is, had you heard anything about this prior to being targeted yourself? Never heard a word about it. Yeah, me Never. Either. Yeah. No. I got online, and I didn't even use the word targeting. I just said a following, you know, constant following to see what was going on. And it, how long has it been going on? For 14 years. 14 years. Huh. And wherever I move, they're able to get somebody to join them in the just plain harassment. You walk out of your door to go um, take your dog to walk, and a half a dozen people will come out from right around you just to, just to harass you. Mm-hmm. And the apartment that we live in, they come out and walk around just to harass you turn around and go back in. And you know what? I never eat out anymore. For people to say this is local, they're crazy. Local police, local anybody does not have the manpower to harass us the way that we're harassed. 
I don't, and I used to love to eat out. Can't afford it that much, but I simply don't go anymore. Mm-hmm. I do not go because I'm going to get sick. Or at the very worst, I'm going to have service that's horrible. That is horrible. So my life has changed dramatically. And I guess the thing that has been the most hurtful has been the loss of my family. Of course. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. That's the same sister, Margaret, who runs a social service agency now for abused children who has a pedophile on her board and her supposedly assistant drafted the will that people will have to see online to believe it. The one thing that I said consistently is I don't understand how, because she has a twin, I have consistently said I will never understand how two educated, I mean well-educated women could have drafted that piece of paper Mm -hmm. and left me out. And so that's something else I'm going to tackle too before I leave this world. You have, there's no way I can describe what has been done to me. And the thing that worries me the most is what they have done to my children. Right. My son has fought tooth and nail. Tooth and nail. And like I said, he is good. He's his mother's child. Believe it or not, he's in Lewisburg. And somebody there was looking for an attorney and uh, told him, it was Catherine Moore's son. And this is in Wilmington. And the people have come from Wilmington to him. And they know that it's my son. But they have all kind of nuances that they put in place. Like judges that come that have no intentions of ruling in his favor. And that's the truth, so help me God. My, my daughter does legal, legal document review. They drop her whenever they feel like it, whenever they feel like it. Both of my children have their careers completely mishandled. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, to add insult to injury with that, both of them, I would have said that they don't believe, but I mean, I am a devout Catholic and have been for 70 years. And my children don't go to church anymore. They have, I haven't lost my faith. But they have virtually lost theirs. Yeah, I see they that really families. You know, it, it's funny sometimes, and it's not funny, but it's interesting that you know we target sometimes we become more grounded in spirituality or religion or God or whatever it may be, or even actually. Yeah. Um, but then our family members, they, it, it's interesting. I don't really know how why that happens, but I've seen it with my own family and other people's families as well. You know, all we yeah. can do is just you know, stay close and hope that they might come get close with us, you know. So and hope that Right. Exactly. Exactly. Do you have any other types of targeting? Are you um are you experiencing anything else? There are some things let me say this. Let me say this. There are some things that I experience that I won't go into And it's simply because, I don't even put it in my book, it's because they love to say that we're paranoid and making up things. So 
So anything that I cannot prove, I don't discuss it. But yes, am I having other problems? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I sure am. Hmm. Yeah, it's just been 14 years of unbelievable hell. I'm sure. And another thing that I say, anybody who is being targeted, who thinks that this is coming from the local yokel, is insane. The local yokels don't have the resources, the manpower, or the know-how to instrument this program. There are a whole lot of feds in it. There are a whole lot of federal agents in it. In fact, my third chapter is entitled The Nazi Connection. And boy, did I research that. I quote absolutely sterling people that talk about how this country took in so many of those butchers and put them to work to spy on, at the time, the Soviets were our problem, but to spy on the Soviet Union. And while they they are deceased, many of them, they still have relatives here. And it's been passed down. That's why we were doing waterboarding and a whole lot of other things. We didn't come up with that. They came up and taught us. You all must read my book when I get it out and read the third chapter, not to collect connection. Mm-hmm. Um, we had people go who ahead. brought them here. I'm sorry, honey. You go ahead. Well, I just had a question. I don't want to interrupt your train of thought, though. Um, are you familiar with the term electronic harassment and organized stalking? Do you use those terms? Let me say it this way, okay? Keep in mind what I just said to you. Yes. The answer is very, very, very familiar. Right. And that's all I'll say on it. Very, very, very familiar, yes. Okay. I sure am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Um, what did you do? Did you seek out to get help when Oh Lord, did I reach out? I can't even tell you the list of people that I've written. And not to mention, I joined a group that was supposed to be a group helping us, all of us. And found out they actually were are an arm. This person was in naval intelligence, and hell, he's an arm of these people that are harassing us. So I went astray in that direction. It didn't take me long to find out that that's not the group I wanted to belong to. And unfortunately, you have to pick and choose which group you belong to now because they're ahead of us. They have more money than we do and more trips to give away. Some of the people who were my friends Honest to God, when they took these sudden trips, I knew then that they had been paid off. They have far more money than we do. Yeah, I followed a group, followed them all the way to D.C. and found out. (laughs) And so to warn people, there are, I won't say hundreds, but there are many organizations out there that sucker us in and then stab us in the back. 
and they get other people to do the same thing. They say that you're not telling the truth. They say, oh, they've got their own people out there. And those people that are out there are, by and large, federally trained, so they know how to do the underhanded things. Where do we go from here? I couldn't tell you, except my book's going to be published. They can, oh, I haven't told you this. My social security check uh, doubles my medical Medicare Advantage, as it's called, as it's so-called. I pay double premium, and I have written everybody in the government. But I tell you what, I did do. I did eventually catch the ear of some very, very high people, and that woman lost her job. Now they still haven't paid me my money. But that commissioner lost her job. It's very rare that I get a federal ear, but I did that time, thank God. Mm-hmm. It's hard for anybody to believe what I've been through. And guess what? I wouldn't ever, particularly here in Richmond, I will say this is the worst place I've lived for. You figure we're about 50, 60 miles from Quantico. And truly, that's where they train all of these people that go into intelligence and all this stuff. I went to a female doctor at Virginia Commonwealth University for a gynecological exam. And I left there with with the disease. I sure did. Some kind of uh, mites or something showed up in the next two or three days. This was a female doctor. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go to the doctor here. My daughter is begging me to go, but I'm not going to the doctor here. I don't know where I'm going to find a doctor that I'm going to. Okay. I have a question in the chat room. Um, okay. What- what happened to Robert uh, Wadman, the former Wilmington police chief? Do you know? Oh, I'm so so happy you asked me that. He went to work at the University of Idaho. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. I guess someone in the sure chat room asked me about that. Well, that sounds good. That's positive. Okay. No, that's not positive. Oh, he's well known. Like I said, a well known author wrote about his uh, crime. But he went left Wilmington, went straight to the University of Idaho. Mm. Yep. And I will say this. Go ahead, honey, because I'm doing all the talking. Please ask questions. No, it's okay. It's your interview, and we'll have plenty of time for questions. Um, did anybody with their justice, did you see it serve anywhere in anything that you've experienced so far? Nope. Not yet. Nothing. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. And I truly thought I've written to everyone, everyone just about on Capitol Hill. Right. One person that I hadn't met listened to me about my social security and she got fired. And I'm thrilled about that. Well, of course, I still don't have my back pay yet. I really don't. Yeah. Hmm. Um, have you, um, let's see, um, 
did you thank you appreciate it um sorry i have some stuff going on here too um I guess my next question is, what did you do as far as active? It sounds like you've been reaching out to people and you're doing letter writing. Do you have people that believe what's going on? I mean, I know it sounds like it's been a real struggle, but do you have people that I would have to say either they don't or they don't care. I get very little responses. But I started a new letter writing campaign now. Uh, I'm going to try to get I started a completely new letter writing campaign. I'm going to see how it works. I went on Twitter to see if I could either get the money to publish my book or to get someone who is brave enough to publish it. I don't care right. which. Mm-hmm. Yeah, getting people to be That's brave enough to publish it is an issue. Um, it'd be nice if we, yeah, if we could like have some kind of publishing house of our own uh, distributors for, you know, we, that's something that I'm thinking about in the future that we need to really kind of maybe get that. Well, I've published one book, but see, I still had my business then. It was no problem. I just wrote it and published it. Had a publishing company did a beautiful job. And it was called Under Oath, colon, Memoirs of an Honest Politician. And I published that with no problem. It was well-read and well-received in the city. Now, I did something my son told me not to do, and he was so right. At that time, I was really, really honest with you. I had a whole lot that somebody could sue me for, okay? So I uh, I used pseudonyms, and he did everything he could to tell me not to do that. But that's what I did. Uh, I did not want anyone to sue me. And I wish now that I had followed his advice and gave names. And I will tell you now, my expression now is that I'm judgment proof. I am calling every name that I can think of that needs to be in there. There's not a thing they can do for me now. It's all gone. Well, uh, I'm here if you have another question. Does the audience have any questions? I'm sure they do. We've got quite a few people here. Let's find number one here on the list. Florida, I'm going to come to you. Hi, Florida, you're on the call. Do you have a question for our guest? No, I don't. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just listening. Thank you for asking. Okay, no worries. Okay. Some people um, raised their hand. Another, you know, they notified yeah. that they wanted to speak earlier. So hold on. Hey, hi, Ella. Yeah. Just, uh, can I jump in here real quick? Sure. Hey, Sean. Hi, Ella. Uh, so I jumped in on the call a little bit late um, at 945, so I missed all the backstory. I'm really sorry for that. But uh, I, I heard the... Uh, um, the guest uh, say that uh, she calls a lot of people and so forth, and um, you know, presumably you didn't do this already, but it would be, be useful to hear what kind of uh, how you start your conversations when you call someone and, and try to talk about the issue, well, and just sort of as guidance for the for the rest of the people listening if they want to go ahead and do that on their own. The best thing to do, I don't call people. Uh, what I do is email them, and I'm able to send them 
a link to my page, my web page that explains everything. And I also have a brochure. I have a brochure that I sometimes attach. But I, I'll be honest with you, I don't think I get anywhere on a phone call. Every single thing I do is on the internet. Everything. So how and do you measure how do you, how do you measure your, your effectiveness? How do you know people are following through and looking at your material? Oh, I don't have any effectiveness. Absolutely nobody listens. And I know how to write a letter. I'm a former speech and English teacher. And I know how to write a letter. They obviously either don't believe me or don't care. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah, we're trying to work on a message that we can, you know, some of us have luck and, and some of it's just timing, um, you know. Um, you know, we just have to keep talking until someone starts listening. I'm sure if they hear enough of the same message, it's bound to to spark something in the mind of another human being that something's going on. So we just have to keep trying. Well, I keep getting a sense from Facebook, really, people are saying that people are listening. I had a lady, really, I had a lady call me to get information to give to a person that's on Capitol Hill. They want this information. And so, yeah, it's, yeah, more of this is getting out and more and more people are getting attention. So I guess it's a long, long wait. I think it was you that told me that Dr. John Hall has a problem, right? Yeah, he has, um, yeah, something with his heart, yeah. There's, that's, well, so those of us who are going early, that's how it, that's how it happens. The two people that I told you about that I'm very close to, both of them were in their early 60s, and they both had heart attacks. Yeah. Well, he's still alive, and, you know, I tried to get an update. It was a little premature. I didn't talk too much about it. But, you know, it's obviously, you know, people in this group, in this community, or that work with our community, this it's not um, abnormal. So, um, it is what it is. So, so, Sean, did you get your question I did, Ella. Um, you, can you check your, uh, your your messages, your text messages? Um, so uh, to the call, to the guest, uh, I'm sorry, I, I had missed your name. Um, do you find that when you go ahead and reach out, does your, does your targeting get any worse? Uh, do you see any, like, uh, feedback from the program? You know, that's a very good question. I can't say that I do notice any difference. Uh, I'm not sure if they don't know or don't care. I guess they're on top of things because I do reach out probably, I send my emails out probably four or five times a week. Whenever I see an opportunity or a website that looks promising, I will send my, uh, I will send an email and direct them to my website. But no, they, I really, and I don't mean to be facetious, I don't know how it could be any worse. It's ongoing and it's constant, and I truly don't know how they could be any worse. Now, and what's when killing you, me is, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to ask you uh, what your methodology is. Like, what do you do? You, do you use uh, Gmail? How do you communicate? 
do you see, see anyone like how do you know your messages are getting out there to the to, to the intended recipient? Well, truthfully, all I can do is hope because there are a lot of days. Uh, I guess it depends on their schedule. There are days that my emails don't go anywhere, and certainly there are days when uh, I'm not getting my emails. It's a combination of both. They have real access to your emails. Like I have written to, uh, I haven't written this new uh, FBI director, but I wrote newer constantly. I don't think he ever got them, or if he did, he just didn't care. And particularly, I wrote him that the FBI agent went on my daughter's job and accused her of filing bad tax returns. And I've got no answers. So uh, one, one, one uh, I, I thought you were uh, you were done there for a second, but just a, a quick tip. It, it's really really useful. Not it, it may be useful for you, but I know it, it probably will be very useful for the community who's listening. Is that uh, the best way to ensure your messages are going through? Is to CC another another email account of yours, uh, oh. which may have so. So that yes. way, you have some evidence that that message went out. Um, You're and it, Thank you. Um, so with all my messages, all my important messages, I I I, I realized that you know like a lot of the important ones weren't getting to. This is right before I became aware, and then especially after I became aware. But the important ones weren't going out. Uh, they weren't getting received, and I'd go and follow up and. Uh, you know, they just weren't received by the persons. Once I started seeing myself, um, right. you know, that that stuff all that that nonsense all stopped. That's excellent. I'm annoyed that I didn't think of that. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. Thank you very very much. Sure, no problem. That's what we like about these calls. We learn so much. So. We do learn so much. That's a very small thing to do. But it's a way of knowing whether or not my messages got out. Yeah. And I never thought to do that. You know, and I was never thought. Of, there's a lot of campaigns going on. I was doing a tsunami letter writing campaign. And mm-hmm. I go, you know what, I'm going to CC one of them to Catherine Horton. And that's pretty much the only one that actually didn't come back. So, <laughs> so it's interesting. I'm going to for all of them. From now on, I'm going to do it for all of them. So, um, well, I hope. I was lucky to get your emails. Wow. Yeah, I know you had to call me, and you told me I texted you, and you said, oh, my God, since I opened it up, it disappeared in front of my eyes. Oh, yes. I couldn't believe the text never got completed, and it went away. Yeah. Sure did. Sure did. You just sent it to me, and it wasn't even complete when it went away. Yeah, they don't like me having guests, that's for sure. And they don't want you talking, so it sounds like you have a lot no. of... Yeah, another woman had told me she has a hard time reaching you, too, so um, I imagine you have a difficult time. Okay, so I'm going to go to New York now. Let's see. New okay. York? Let's see. Hi, New York. Do you have a question for our guest? No, I'm good. Okay. Okay, Joe. I'm going to come to Minnesota. Hi, Minnesota. Sometimes people mute their phones, so. Minnesota.
Okay, I'm going to go ahead and put them back on hold. Let's see. Let me go to California. Hi, California. Hi, Ella. Hi. Hi, I have two questions for your guests. The first okay, one is, sure. is, is there contact info on the website? What did she say, Ella? Did you hear me? California? No. Yes, repeat it, please, California. Yeah, uh, is there contact info on your website? Contact for you? Yes. Okay. Yes, there it is. Yes. Okay. Okay. And number two uh, thing I wanted to let her know, there is a publishing company out here in L.A. area that will, my money's on, will probably publish what she what she needs to be published is called Cool Jack C O O L Okay Jack J A C K Publishing and that's in the L A area. Would you please 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 send me an email with that? Yes yes. If there's email Let me give under you the email. Yeah. Yes. And I will do that. And then will you do me yeah, a favor? Go ahead. Yes. And also, California, will you do me a favor and will you email me the information too at TI Angel 2016? Yes. Yes. Maybe, I will do yeah, that. Maybe. Okay, great. And that way, if okay, you don't get it, I'll have it for you. Okay. She'll, okay. That's fine. If you'll send it to Ella, she'll send it to me. That would be great. Okay. And but just email me, and say, email me and say hello anyway. Yes. Yes, I will. Because I have some questions. I want to talk to you about your situation uh, anyway, but not on the call. But I want to talk okay. to you or email one-on-one. Um, okay, that was it. That was my question. That was I'm done. <laughs> well, will you Thank give her my email address so that she can write me? Yes. Okay, please give her my email address. Okay, will do. Okay. Okay, we go to California. Ella, do you know you're fading in and out a bit sometimes? Well, I have her on a surprise. surprise. Uh, yeah, well, I just didn't know if you knew that. Okay. Yeah. Catherine, I'm so sorry what you've been through. And what makes me especially sorry about you is you sound like such a nice person. And it's just makes your story harder to hear. <laughs> so, well, um, thank you. You thank do. You. I go, I want to meet this person. Anyway, I want to talk to you just for a minute about the justice system because I've also had a very bad experience. It wasn't as a TI. It was inheritance. But my brother is like a great psychopath, and everybody was bought, including the judge, my witnesses, you name it. So in your opinion... And in your kids' opinion, because I'm sure they have opinion as well, do you see the possibility of any of us at this time winning a court case? Not in the least. I tend to agree with you. I hate to sound so... No, I I, I tend to agree with you. I've read books that say the same thing. I've heard nothing but horror stories. Now, these aren't TI court cases. 
So right. just think about a court case for an inheritance and what I went through, what it would be like if you're a TI. It'd have to be a thousand times Absolutely. They will figure out a way to make sure you don't get it. That sounds like it's unbelievable, but they, they, let's put it this way, they own the system. They do own the system. They own the system. There's a book that let me mention to you that's in my book coming out. It's called The Legal Abuse Syndrome. It's written by Dr. Karen Hoffer. The Legal Abuse what? The Legal Abuse Syndrome. Symptom? Syndrome. Syndrome. Oh, syndrome. Okay. S N and her and her name is Karen Huffer. H U F F E R. I'm surprised they haven't done something to her because she gives the legal system the blue. She basically says there is no legal system in this country. But she's well known. Well, I read a book called Injustice for All. She says the same thing, and I read another one. And guess what? Those books are out of print. You can you can buy them on eBay for a ton of money, which I did. Mm-hmm. They all say the same thing. That's so true. Our legal system is very broken. Yeah. Very you know, broken. just a quick story. I knew a hippie guy who knew a guy that was a drug dealer, and they finally mm-hmm. caught him, and they just rolled in a red wagon, a kid's red wagon of stacked files on this guy. But he paid the judge $500,000 and got off scot-free. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's, that's, that's your justice system, honey. That's our justice system. Okay. Well, yes. how I feel, so I figured since you had experience and you had kids who were in the justice system... But that's three different opinions as far as I'm concerned. Well, thank Let me you. tell you, I have, a, I have a chapter in my book called Warriors. And let me tell you, after I go through the ones that have really screwed around with me, excuse my language, the last sentence in that book is, there will be lawyers in heaven because there's not enough room in hell for them. <laughs> that's what I think of lawyers, and that's the same. I have two children, and my daughter has sorely regretted uh, going into law. She had spent two years in um, pre-med, and her brother talked her into going to law. She spent two years in pre-med, and she has sorely regretted it. But yeah, there'll be lawyers in heaven. There is really not enough for the hell for them. Yeah. Well, that's sad. <laughs> it is. We don't really have a legal system. No. And that's what Karen Huffer says in her book. We don't. Well, I'm going to read a third book, even though the first two were depressing. I'll read that one too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just have to... We just have to fight. I'm certainly not giving in. I'm going to fight. And in this, this last book that's coming out, I do regret using pseudonyms in the first one. This last one, I haven't spared anybody, not anybody at all. Anybody who served me badly, 
building missions. And like I said, the beauty of that, if there's any beauty at all, is being no different because I don't have anything. I can see you all being all night. Maybe sure in L.A. because I'd love to read your book. It will be out very soon, as soon as I can get things together. If you will give me or give Ella the name of that company, and if she will forward it to me, I'll be in touch with them tomorrow. We'll make sure you get that. Absolutely. Please. And if you know anybody there, let them know that I'll be calling. Okay. Yeah, I'll talk to that woman. I know who she is. Um, and That would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. Okay, Barbara. I think, oh, go ahead. Thanks, Ella. I think just the title of the book is going to spur some interest, really. Yeah, it's the perfect name, too. Many people have referred to it um, as that, and I, I do often, too. I remember when I first found the community, and I hope you guys can hear me, um, I heard someone refer to it that way, and I, it took a while to sink in, and I realized that's a, a pretty correct uh, analogy, definitely. That's what it is. Yeah. They destroy us, and when they can't destroy us, like, verbally, they really, believe it or not, people are dying mysteriously. I look any day for somebody to take something out on me. But what, so what? I'm going to live like this the rest of my life any damn way. I sure don't. But my, uh, my voice will be so loud and so well heard, I will have made a point. They mm. can't continue to do this to innocent people. Oh, I agree. They just cannot. Um, I did have a question about directed energy weapons, but that's not a topic you want to talk about. I try not to because okay. they love it when we do. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? That's what they take to the bank for, oh, they're paranoid, they're crazy. Okay. That's the one thing, and I didn't get the responses that I wanted when I emailed my PI people and said, send me your stories. I told them, don't talk about directed energy. They love the hell out of that, fellas. Yes, we've all been exposed to it, every last one of them. I won't tell you the things that I have purchased and all to try to um, offset that, but that is a dead issue. With They love that issue. That's one thing you see we can't prove. Yes, they're out there. They're definitely out there. Okay. Okay, I'm going to come to Northwest California. See here. Northwest California. Hi there. Hi, Ella. Hi. Thank you. It's Roseanne. Hi. Um, Catherine, uh, I've spoken to you before. Um, Yes, you have. And I've seen you on Facebook all the time. I'm Roseanne Marie on Facebook. And um, it's wonderful to hear your voice again. I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being such an honest person and for trying to protect the children in your community. Um, I 
am also a whistleblower, so I do know what you're going through. And um, it's it's yeah. heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. It, I mean, we're in a situation. Yeah, we're in a situation where right now the bad guys are sort of winning. Um, mm-hmm. I do think it's turning around. I'm seeing signs of it turning around very slowly. Um, it we is. have 474 pedophiles arrested in California. And I just I, read today that another 30 were arrested in Canada. So, you know, things are turning around. Um, then again, I heard that um, Trey Gowdy had two of his assistants who were looking into high-level pedophilia disappear. <laughs> Which is like, oh, my God, but at least now he's probably aware that we have a big problem going on in the country. It's turning Um, around. You're right. It is turning around. I wanted to say that I, too, wrote a book. Um, What I did, it was totally free to do it, and I just want to give you this information. You can take it or leave it. There's advantages and disadvantages. Um. I went to Amazon, and you can publish an e-book for free. And you just do a search on free e-book publishing Amazon, and you will come up with all of that. Um, you, you can do an e-book very, for free? Yeah. You put up your e-book. Not, it doesn't cost you a cent to do this. Oh, my God. Okay. And... What they will do, yeah, what they will do is they will just, it's very easy. It's, um, you will just get a series of questions. They will take you through, um, you know, what's your title. Um, You'll get to pick a book cover. You'll get to, you know, put your manuscript in there. Um, Just make sure... When I was doing mine, my manuscript disappeared in my word processing program. So I highly suggest that you take that information and find some um, data storage facilities that are encrypted online for free, which these exist, and make sure you copy that manuscript to a couple of these different sites, which is what I did. And if I hadn't have done that, I would have lost my manuscript because I came home and half of my manuscript was gone. (laughs) Out of my word processing program. So you want to make sure that you, you know, you select all and paste it into a couple of these different sites which will give you a password and they will encrypt your work. And um, I found that they were pretty good because I was able to go back into them and retrieve the work I had done. Um, but that Amazon, it, yeah, Amazon will take you through the process very easy. Um, what they will want from you, though, and this is the downside, 
They will want exclusive rights to your work. Okay. okay. I don't so mind that, that. Okay. I didn't care either because they're yeah. actually the uh, largest book seller in the world right now. They are. They are. And they have a new service that's very exciting, and I could not use it for my book because my book is a collection of links. My books are oh, okay. Okay, so it makes no sense to to put it into paper form because you, you can't click on the links then, and um, so that would be stupid. But uh, what Amazon will do with your ebook now? They have a new service. They can also offer it as a hardbound book for a certain price that you determine with them. And they will just print it out and send it out hardbound if somebody wants it. Oh, Lord, I will be visiting them tonight. Yeah, and this is all free to you. And there's another nice service. Now, when I first booked twice or three times, I took advantage of a service they have, which is um, promotion. And for two or three days, I would put the book out there for free, and I would tell all my Facebook people and, and, you know, publicize what I was doing that. And I ended up giving, with all the promotions I did, I ended up giving away probably over 200 books. And to me, that was just, yeah, that was just free activism, as far as I was concerned. That is what um, it is, yes. You know, that 200 people got that information just was wonderful to me. And Yes, uh, indeed. Yes, indeed. So they've got that service, too. Um, and you can, all, you can all do this on your computer. It's really easy. It's free. So I want you to get your information out there. I think you have a really valuable story to tell especially because you were so highly connected in your life. And, you know... I appreciate that. You know, I mean, you were really trying to do the right thing. And you were, uh, you know, uh, uh, a successful, achievement-oriented, educated person. And you got taken down. And... um, I did. The more stories we have... Okay, here's another idea with the Amazon thing for activism. You can now do a search um, on Amazon for targeted individuals. And you can come up with... Yeah, look at that. And you can come up with all of these books. Okay? I mean, just... I don't know what it is now. 30, 40, 50 titles. You can then put that link on your Facebook page. You can use that link to show people how many books there were written about this. And, um, oh, Lord. you know, it's a great way to say, look, I'm not crazy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. look at all these books written about this subject. <laughs> you know? Yes, um, it's that's exactly right. Really, really 
good thing to do. Um, so I just wanted to tell you that that uh, you know that it, that uh, opportunity exists for you. I I really hope you get that information out there. I can't wait to read it. I have been following right you away. Oh, wonderful. I have been following you on Facebook. I have been on your website, and I'm just astounded. And I follow you, too. And <laughs> I follow you, too. <laughs> oh, well, bless your heart. And, um, you know, I do see changes coming. Um, it, it came I out today. Too. Well, it came out today that um, Vault 7, which is the big TIA expose by WikiLeaks, was an inside job. In other words, somebody in our agencies um, decided they were not happy with what our agencies were doing and released information to WikiLeaks about it. So, you know, we were... Yeah, this came from somebody within the agency. I tried to pass things over to to the Guardian, but they haven't. They just sort of ignored me. There's a fellow who works at the Guardian. If you had said would say his name, I'd know it right away. Uh, the Guardian will not take you up on it. Um, there are a few publishers that will. Um, mm-hmm. Telehub is one of them, and Telehub has some stories about this. Um, Let's see, Truth, let's see, I want to remember Truth in Media. They've done stories about this. Most of the mainstream will cease to exist if they cover this. And so they Well, I haven't, I haven't gotten any response or help from mainstream. I have written all of them. Right. And, um... I don't get anything from them. I really don't. And they I'll give you a, oh. I'll give you an example <laughs> of how tainted mainstream is. Um mm-hmm. Myron May, I'm sure you know his story, but um, yeah. he was a target. Yeah. yeah, well our our he was a targeted individual that went on to uh shoot these people. Trying to find in my book. Huh? Myron May is in my book, and so is that fellow Christopher. What was his name? Uh, you know who I'm talking about. He was in California. But there are two of them in my book because, number one, I thought both of their letters were fascinating. If you ever go online, read their letters. They were begging for help, for somebody to pay attention. And, of course, nobody did. And so they went off and went crazy on people. Both of them had suffered. They had so much done to them. You've got to know this fellow in California that they said killed himself in a little cabin, like, right. But he had killed the um, one of the daughters of the police chief or something, you know? You remember that? Yeah. His name yeah. was Christopher something. Yeah, I really yeah, had to read their letters. They had reached out and begged for help from everybody. And they were well, just pushed me, over the damn edge. Let me tell you that um, 
I was one of the people that Myron May sent his package to before he went and did his his shooting. And I wish he that's had right. done that. I don't yeah. condone violence, and I that's not the no. way to publicize this. I don't but, uh, He did that, and um, so all of a sudden I came home and I had an interview request from NBC News. Because they got a hold of the names that he had sent oh, yeah. these packages to, and I was one of them. Right. I had an interview request for NBC News, and I declined to interview because I really didn't have much contact with him. So I really didn't have right. a lot to say. Right. But um, a couple of days later, um, and my package was confiscated, I never got it. But um, a couple of days later, Derek Robinson got a hold of the suicide letter. Myron May suicide you gotta letter. Repeat that for me again. Wait a minute. Derek Robinson did what? He got a hold of Myron May's suicide letter. Now, what they did was they released... Derek Robinson was one of the people, and they released his package to him. Okay. He was the only one I know of that actually got the package. In the package that Myron May had sent out was the suicide letter, which said he hated to do what he was about to do, but he was desperate. He was a targeted individual. He was trying to publicize what was happening to people. It was a really good letter. And Derek was the only one who got it. And he read it on his... um, on his call, and I went back with the recording and I uh, transcribed it. I typed it out and I publicized it because I thought the general public should read this. And I called NBC. I, I, I contacted NBC News and I said, I've got the suicide letter. And they didn't know. That's some indication of where the mainstream news is. Now, what kind of news agency would not want a shooter's suicide note, which has been published? Yes. I mean, that's... Yes, it has. Of, I have it. I didn't get oh, it no, from but here. At the time... Oh, yeah. At the time... Yeah, oh, it is now. But at the time, nobody right. had it yet. And they were not interested. And that's when I realized that you can't do anything with mainstream news. Well, (laughs) it's interesting that uh, Derek got one. Derek is leading a whole, I hope you realize that he's leading a whole lot of people down the primrose path. Yeah. You know, I don't put anybody down in this in this realm. Uh, right, I know. You know, I just don't. Because I, I see so much and people are, they're compromised. You know, I, and I mean, they're compromised in a lot of ways. They're hurt. They're True. poor. True. They're, uh, you know, their minds are being affected by technology. They're, um, you know, right. and I think everybody's doing the best that they can. But we're in a terrible, 
terrible situation. We're in a terrible situation. And, right. you know, it, it is the, what's going to change this is the culmination of our voices. It's, it's the, the great um, volume and the great number of people doing what, exactly what you're doing, which is putting your story right. out there. So that when you look at, you know, somebody comes up to you and says, I don't believe in this targeted individual thing, and and you do an Amazon search and say, well, here's 50 books you can read. That's right. That's right. Right? It is going to be the the great volume, the great, you know, how many people are speaking out there. And, and, you know, they will try to shut you up. <laughs> I'm drawing my curtains. But now that's why, because we have been so characterized as Rudy, that's why I have tied my wagon to the whistleblowers. They get the same identical treatment that we do, but they have been loved as whistleblowers. And so they really have a little bit more credibility than we do, unfortunately. So I tied our wagon to them. In fact, my second chapter in my book says blacklisted and whistleblower. I mean, blacklisted and targeted. So I tried to tie our wagon to them and got a whole lot of them listed in my book. And that way we get the credibility that I think we deserve. Well, when you get that book up and running, and you can probably do that in a couple of days, like I said, it's a very simple process. Um, You know, please put it on Facebook. I would love to read it Um, and and spread it around, you know, because I – you are, you've seen what I do on Facebook. Everything that comes out, I try to make sure that it gets somewhere. You know, and that yeah. people know that this is a huge problem that we're talking about. It is a huge problem. It is. It is a huge it's, problem. It's, it's good people. It's the best people. Right. You know, people who right. are trying to save humanity and um, you know, they're just getting destroyed. And and yeah. so, you know, I as soon as I see your book I will do everything in my power to share it all over the world. That will be wonderful. That and will be it's wonderful. Lovely to, lovely to hear you again and, and I wish you all the luck in the world. Well, it's been wonderful talking to you, and I look forward to talking to you as I do on Facebook every day. <laughs> okay, Catherine. Take care, darling. All right, you too. You too. Are you still there, Ella? I'm Ella. Just a second. Okay, oh, thanks for checking. <laughs> Okay, let's see here. I'm going to go to, let me see who's next on the board. There's Sean, but Sean already asked a question, so it's out of order. Hold on. Let me mm-hmm. find the correct 
Do Southeast Missouri shows next online? Hold on. Hi, Southeast Missouri. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, Ella. Hi. Hi. I had a question. Uh, I don't know if it's naive, but um, the parents and the families of the kids that were molested, did they back you? Mm -hmm. Do they understand all of this is happening to you now? <laughs> oh, boy. I'm glad you asked me that. I will tell you. <laughs> I'm glad you asked me that. I lived, uh, one of the little boys lived in my neighborhood, yeah. and his mother came to me, too. And I told her that I was going to call, because unfortunately, now this wasn't Bob Wadden, this was another one that lived in the neighborhood who was a pedophile. And he molested this lady's son who lived in my neighborhood. And I called a meeting of the, you know, homeowners with the full intentions that she and her husband, her husband was there too, but she and her husband would tell the neighbors what had happened to their son since one of the pedophiles lived in the neighborhood. This is, oh, and then this fellow across the street told me he was grown, had a good job, nice home. Uh, when he heard about the meeting, he called to let me know that he had been molested as a child and he would be glad to speak. Well, let me tell you, I had a huge group gathered at our clubhouse. And as God is my witness, the mother who had approached me wouldn't open her mouth. And when her husband tried to talk, she made him sit down. And the fellow who was going to come to give his experiences never showed up. And this is the truth. The people who were at that meeting, because I gave the background, people were pulling out their checkbooks to fight this man in court. And that woman wouldn't open her mouth. She is actually the one that got me involved in the pedophile stuff. She the one told me that her son didn't want to go around Wadman, and that one of our neighbors had molested him. She got me into it. That was the entrance into the pedophile. And she would not say a word. I mean, I was amazed at the number of people that gathered. And a poor husband tried to speak, and she made him sit down. What, what do you think that was about? That was about their power. That was about their power. Not their power but the power of the pedophiles, honey. They're, you know what? They're not all as well-known as Jerry Sandusky. But I can't name one that I know personally. I can't name one that is a rogue on the street. The ones that I can name are wearing three-piece suits. That's the one thing people don't understand. They wear three-piece suits and they have power. And that's why, I quiet. that's why it's been kept quiet so long, I believe, one of the reasons. Yes. They have, you have no idea the power those people have. They are well-educated people. They have good jobs. 
And there's far more of them out there than people realize. That's the one thing I say in my book. They are not the uh, bums standing on the corner. God, they get caught first time out. So the people will be shocked. A lot of people, as I, have been targeted, have been so shocked at who's doing it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they would be like, they can't mm-hmm. believe it. I don't know that it's so much they don't believe us, but it's, um, how could they do that? Why would they do that? They're not like that. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't want to think that so many people don't care, but something happens. There when you is talk to someone, Yeah, and they believe they yeah. seem to believe you, and then they change. There's something said, something's done, you know, and yeah. people tell you to be quiet. And yeah. sometimes I think yeah. that just plays into their hands because maybe I'll look like a fool, but... I can't stay quiet. It's not That's in my nature. That's what's happening. That's what happened. Well, look at, at how popular. What was the seller at um, Penn State? I mean, don't you think for if you think for one minute, Joe Paterno, if you think for one minute, Paterno didn't know about that in all those years, you're crazy. Really? Mm-hmm. That was his assistant coach. He had to have known. It's a really high group of high society people that are in this in this mess. They're not there's the bums on the street. Yeah, there's a lot of them, and I'm so sorry this has happened to all of us. And and I hope one day soon you go out and have many many meals and you have a great time. I'm sorry that you can't do that. Huh? I'm sorry that you can't go out and have your meals. I hope someday soon you get to go out and have your meals. You like to go out and have dinner? I'm going I where I can see them cooking it. Thank you. I, because that was my one weakness, to love to eat, and I love to go to restaurants. And that's, you're right, that's been taken from me. I know. I don't go to a place where I can't watch them cook my food because I don't know what the heck I'm going to get. Yeah, I was told that once, and uh, I, I, I've learned that, yeah. Yeah. And even then, you have to watch very closely. Oh, yeah. you got to believe it. you got to believe it. Well, thank you. It was nice meeting so, you. It was nice meeting both of you. It really was. It was it was a, a, a great joy to talk with you, and I hope we can move forward with something that's going to help all of us. Amen. Okay. And I'm I'm here, Ella, until you let me go. <laughs> okay. Are you ready to talk to some more people? Are you hanging in all right? I'll hang in here a little bit longer. Absolutely. That's what I'm here for. Okay. Great. All right. Let me get to the next person. Hold on just a second. California. I'm going to come to California. California, you're on the air with our with our author here. Um, do you have a question for Cap? Hello? California? Let me go ahead and mute. Maybe she wasn't aware that I came to it. Okay, so Southern California, I'm coming to you. 
Hi, Southern California. Hey, hey, how's it going? Hi. Uh, I just wanted to tell a lady, of, um, I'm not sure what her name is, but uh, uh, I think the name she was trying to remember was uh, Christopher Jordan. That's the guy that he was, he was killed out here in San Bernardino. That's right. That's exactly right. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. That's right. He was somebody targeted that just got pushed over the edge. Yeah, yeah, they they, uh, they killed him up here up in Big Bird. They did what? They killed him up here in Big Bird, in Big Bear, sorry. They burned down the house with him, with, with, with him inside of it. Right, you're right. But he left a long letter also that will surprise the world. He sure did. Right. Did you get your question answered or make your statement? Yeah. Okay, great. Okay. It's a little hard to hear. I'm doing the best I can here. I'm trying to navigate a bunch of things too. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see here. The Southeast Ella? Florida. Yes. Honey, you've got yes. Me, you've got me blocked from chat. Oh, let me do that right now. Sorry. I don't know if you saw that I was having the same nonsense in there. Hold on. Oh, I didn't see it. Oh, okay. Just no, the I usual. Had, I just had okay. trouble getting back in, that's all. Here you go, oh. Linda. Okay. Thanks. I appreciate it. No problem. Let's see. Okay. Let me mute this person. I'm going to come to Colorado. Okay, here we go, Colorado. Hi, Colorado. Can you hear me? Amazing. Hello? Hi. Hi. Hi, Deborah. Hi, yeah, Colorado. Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me okay? I know my phone's yeah. cutting out a little bit. Okay. So mine is too, so I apologize if that's going on or happens. So I kind of joined in a little late. Is it what is the topic or or guest or um I've been listening, and I wasn't sure what uh, what topic okay. or who, because I didn't want to ask the wrong question. She, or okay, well, she's an author, and she's writing a book, Silent Holocaust. Okay. Her name is okay. Catherine Balmore, and we're just kind of discussing targeting the book idea. Um, you know, different okay. aspects of that. There's something you want to ask. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, one of the questions I kind of, I guess, was silent Holocaust. Why do you reference the Holocaust? I have an idea, and I'm learning why. But I was just curious what your uh, the title. So the Holocaust was because what we are enduring, yes, literally the Holocaust. The only yes. thing they haven't okay. done is drug us out in the street and killed us. Mm-hmm. They killed us mm-hmm. like quiet. Have you heard of um, Dr. Joseph Mengali, who was one of the scientists in the World War II that operated or experimented on people? No, but now his name has not come up. But I have read a number of books so that I could have the background for my uh, for my mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. get that name. I should have. Yeah. I just say it because I hear so many lately. I've been in a TI for six to eight years, and I just found out the extent of it in August and have been heavily, heavily targeted. 
since then I'm having, you know, um, body electrocution, um, body jolts, um, What's limb his name jolts. Again? Tracy. So no, I'm just I having. Haven't. Okay, I just um, yeah, have been just really, really getting targeted heavy since August with body torture, voice to skull, gang stalking, um, just everything you can pretty much think of. Mm-hmm. Um, prostitution, child abuse, you know, they're trying to do that angle. When that doesn't work, they do something else. But many people have said to me, um, the uh, he was a, you know, experimentation, and they've compared him or what's going on like with us to that human experimentation. So I was just curious if, that name had come no, up, but no. Okay. Not for you, yeah. As far as like activism go, I'm. What do you or any of you maybe? Um, what do you think about? You know, what kind of activism is best, or what? What can I do? You know, I have a lot of stalking, harassment. I have a lot of documentation, plates, camera pictures of a lot of it, and I want to somehow get some relief. Or be able to, you know, address if some of the illegal will, stuff. If you will give me a call, and I'll get Ella to okay. give you the number. If you okay. will give me a call tomorrow, and I'll find out what you have and see if I, you know, I can use it right away. And if so, okay. I'll have you send it to me. Okay. So okay. Get Great. Get Ella and get the number. Okay. Okay. I'll be happy to to refer to it. Okay. And what I was have your a name whole again? Chapter. My name okay. is Catherine Moore. Catherine, I write under the Catherine name Moore. Lee, Lee Bell. I have a book okay. that's still on Amazon that's called uh, Under Oath, Memoirs of an Honest Politician. They still have some of those from 2004. Okay. There are a few left there. And okay. And uh, I'll be happy to, to speak with you and see if okay. you can send some material that I could, you know, that I could enclose okay. right away. Okay. Great. Um, and do I get the number from you or from Ella? I've, I've only been doing this for a week or so. I mean, like a few days, so I don't know everybody, but how do I get with her to get the number? Well, I can give you, let me, let me give you the number. If, oh, okay. If anybody wants to call me, it's 919-758-9444. Okay. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, I just want to, I want to just try to get whatever areas I can, you know, some relief from some of this if I can. So, yeah, thank you. Okay. Well, and of course, you know Ella call me any, any time. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. I'm usually sitting here on my computer every day, all day. Okay. okay. Great. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, mm-hmm. And if you email me um, for any other information, I know she gave you the number, but you can always email okay. me at TiaAngel2000. Right. Ella has everything you could need. Yeah. Ella Angel. To contact me. T, it's TiaAngel2016 okay. at Gmail. 2016Angel at Gmail. Okay, great. Got it. Thank you. It's, it's, sorry, it's TiaAngel2016. Uh-huh. Like target at, individual? Yeah. Yeah, you got it. Okay, so ti2016angel at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
Well, I think now, unless you do have a hot button there, uh, I think we maybe both talked out. Talk out what? I think we both about talked out. Yeah, I'm getting there. Do do you want to answer? Yes, I'm going to hang in here if somebody else is there. Absolutely. Yeah, you've got a lot of questions lined up, so let's see here. Um, I'm going to go to Florida, number one on my board. Okay. Here we go. See if I can get it unmuted. Hi, Florida. You're on the call. Hello. Can you hear me? Hi. Hi. How are you? Um, I have to rig the phone up so I can hear you guys. I came in a little late, and I want to catch up on some of the things that I heard on uh, what I was able to hear. Um, You talked about a book app. I think it was through Amazon. Uh, What specifically was that about? Well, I sold my books on Amazon, and the title was Under Oath. Homebook Color, Memoirs of an Honest Politician. That was my first book. I'm working on a second one now that will be called Silent Holocaust. And I refer to the Holocaust because so many of the um, tactics used now by the people who are tormenting us are tactics that were used by the Gestapo, it's just that temple. Probably anybody I should have given the name of a Christopher Simpson. He's a professor at American University. And he wrote a book called Blowback. He is really where I got most of my information from that talked about all the numbers of um, Nazis that came to live in the United States after the war. And how they were used, and how we have we we now use many of their tactics. But he's a college professor, and he has received two or three national awards for his book called Blowback. And it's about how America brought the Nazis to the United States. His name is Christopher Simpson. Christopher who? Christopher Simpson. S-I-M-P-S-O-N. And his book has won prizes. I won't say Pulitzer, but it won some very high-profile prizes. And the title of the book is Blowback. And it's some type of uh, term that's used in uh, undercover work. But uh, you can find him. It's all over the web. Okay, and the other question is in reference to... uh there was a new method of sending out uh, notification to, I guess, local leaders in reference to the subject matter and getting a confirmation back from those that you reached out to. Um, Ella, I think that you were speaking about that briefly. Uh, yeah. What was that and how does that work? It was the question about... Um I could barely hear you. You're very quiet, and I'm breaking up a little bit. So can you say it one more time, the question? No, it's this phone. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you now. Yes. Okay. I was asking the question in reference to 
uh, there being some type of method to get a confirmation back once you send out a letter to a certain individual? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, he was saying to CC it or BCC it to right. yourself. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's excellent. John, are you paying attention? I I am I am here yeah but uh, there's a lot of like choppiness on everyone's side um, to the gentleman from Florida yeah uh, if you wanted some electronic uh, message an email um, the best way to ensure that the recipient uh, has a high likelihood of receiving it is to CC uh, yourself like and not just the email you're writing from but set up a separate account. Like let's say you have a Gmail account, we'll set up another account on like Yahoo or some other service. Uh, and always, whoever, whoever you write your email to, either CC or BTC that account. That way you have a uh, timestamp and you actually receive the message in your other account as proof that you sent that out. And it will have the same message header and information in there from the message you sent out. So if, if at any point, uh, you know, it comes it comes to be where you can sort of uh, find out that the person sent you did not receive it, but you have proof that you did send it out and it was received by the other account, but strangely it didn't go through to the intended account, the one you, the person you're sending your, your letter to. So yeah, CCing an, another one of your accounts is, is very very effective, and uh, I have not noticed any tampering uh, of my messages after I started doing so. That's one of the best. That's one of the best things I've heard yet. I can't believe I never thought of it. I have, I have another one for Cannot you about, about about going out to restaurants and eating. If you want to hear it. <laughs> yes, I now, do. I now sure one do. Other, one other question, Sister uh, Moore. Um, I oftentimes um, make notations that part of the targeting, not the total. Uh, targeting that is being conducted here in South Florida is local. And I make that statement knowing it to be a truthful fact. But I do know that we all have different ways of expressing uh, what is the most legitimate way of uh, alerting the general public about this subject matter. Would you... We just have to... Would you... We have to write... I'm sorry. Not to use local but just keep it general? only thing I will tell you, I can tell you just from my experience, the level of targeting, the people that are involved, uh, they use, I know what you're doing, you're using what is available, and that's the local people. They use all those little idiots to run around and do their job. Right. They don't have the time to do it. Oh, yeah. But it's coming from out of Quantico and wherever they train, you know, intelligence people. Those are the people running this operation. You figure those little people that are standing around targeting us and that type of thing, they don't have anything to gain from that. You know, it's coming from the higher ups that are somehow afraid of anybody who will speak up or anybody who will expose something. And so they try to destroy them with targeting. Did I answer your question? Yes, it did. And um, 
are you one of the many that did that video about whistleblowing? No, I didn't. Okay. No, I I wasn't asked to do that. I would have done it, but I wasn't asked. I thank you, my sister. You've been a very um, humongous blessing. Well, thank you. Thank you. You know, I don't understand, but now here's something I have observed. I brought along whistleblowers in um, in my book because they have been documented. In other words, the ones that have been fired and all that type of thing, there are pilots and people who blow the whistle that are, have, they're public. You see, nobody's paid us any attention because we have not had anybody to be who was able to expose that. So I brought the whistleblowers along so that we would get the extra credibility that we need. But so far, we have not been able to crack that what is that, that level for whatever reason it is. Whistleblowers are very, very public because they are directly involved with a, with a government agent. You see, we're not directly. They use little peons to do their dirty work. So we're not directly involved. People who get fired who are air traffic controllers and intelligence people, they get publicity because they're directly involved with the federal government. The federal government is shrewd. They use little peons locally. To, to target and harass us. That's the difference in our situation. So one of the things that I did in my book was to bring them along, those who were willing. And that's why it's called, that chapter is called Blacklisted and Targeted because the people who are whistleblowers get very definitely blacklisted. They suffer the same things that we do. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna to go to you've given so many so much great input. I really appreciate everything you're sharing with us. Well, it's my pleasure. Yeah, we really appreciate I wish it. I wish you had the world online. <laughs> yeah, well we'll get it out there. YouTube has a way of getting it out there. Hold on one second. Okay, Northwest Indiana, go ahead. Just one more question after this. Hold on. If you're up to it. Okay, Northwest Indiana, are you there? Yes, hey, Ella, it's Lauren. Hey, Lauren, how are you? Hey, I'm hanging in there, a little tired. I'm hanging in there. Hey, I love your show tonight, what part I can catch. I just wanted to ask your speaker, Ms. Moore, um, do you think if they're copying all the tactics that were used during um, the Third Reich, do you think history will repeat itself and it'll explode like what happened during World War II anyway? Is this about to collapse? I think uh, if you want my personal opinion, I would say we're in the process of repeating it. That's just my personal opinion. We're we're looking like we're going to war everywhere. I guess I just wondered if it repeats itself. You know how Hitler kind of turned on himself, and then he had more enemies than he thought, and then they fell. The Third Reich fell. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you think it'll happen again? Well, when you well, when you say, I think we are repeating it. 
we have so many, I don't mean the full scale, I'm talking about the number of people who have come over here and trained our people to do what they did. They haven't put us in the oven yet, but they're <laughs> knocking them off with heart attacks and so forth. In different kind of oven, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, those people came over here, and, I mean, that's history. They came over here and trained our intelligence people. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Lauren. Okay, mm-hmm. I have one more question, and then I know you're probably ready to. You might be talked out. Okay, so Northeast New York. I'm going to. I'm going, going to leave this. When I leave this phone, I'm going to get me a glass of Chablis. Good for you. (laughs) I could could use one, too, right now. Trust me. Okay. Northeast New York? New York? Well, maybe they drifted off the system. Can you hear me? Hello? Yes, we can hear you now. Hi. Thank you. Hi. Glad to be uh, listening and um, speaking with you. Um, Thank you. Um, My... My statement was going to be um, when you refer to power and people in power, um, we we know that there's a difference between power and authority. And we would hope that this come to a point where the legal authority and the de facto, um, you know, just as with civil rights, the uh, the National Guard had to come in and and reinforce the right for our African Americans to, you know, or some of our, we'll say some of our people who were, went through all of that to attend uh, college or et cetera. I mean, it took, it took law and it took a social movement and that was accomplished. My, I guess my question is, um, how do we get people of authority who are good people in other words, you know what I mean. Um, I know exactly what you're saying. Let me put it this way. And by now, I can truthfully say I'm jaded. So you you can take what you want of it. But the people of real authority are no longer in authority. Okay? They really are not. We have a system that's set up that's really, 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 and if you examine it, I am a I am deep in all of the politics, too. We have a system that's set up that uh, the people who are in power gain power by doing all sorts of things. And so, and the good people just get eaten up. And I won't mention a politician except to say that my favorite one was eaten alive. That was, um, I won't say, that was our vice president, Joe Biden. That's all I'll say. People like that don't stand a chance. People like that don't stand a chance. They're in the minority. They're absolutely in the minority. Mm-hmm. Way, 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 way back when the human rights movement started, a man named Hubert Humphrey ran for president. He didn't make it either. The people who are running us now, and I'm not saying anything about uh, Mr. Trump. He looks like he's uncovering some stones that should have been uncovered. But uh, 
these people have limited ability because really the intelligence agencies really, really run this country. Their power, they have been given entirely too much power. They're the ones running the country. Your FBI, your CIA, Homeland Security, those people run the country. And people may not agree with me, but I've been around enough to know who's calling the shot. Now, yes, man, I told you. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. Well, you're in, you know, always information that we can take in and kind of, you know. Yeah, that's just my opinion. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I've learned from being in this program that I'm in. Yeah. Really. A we can't people, get any... Yeah. We can't get any help from our senators and congressmen. Hell, they're scared of them. They really are. They're afraid of them. I've written everybody on Capitol Hill. They're not going to tangle with those people. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I said we might have one other question. Okay. Oh. I don't know if I dare undo it. Okay, I'll go ahead and I'll be a big person here. Hold on one second. <laughs> Let's see if I can get it unmuted. I had a question. Could I ask a question? Sure, go ahead. Okay, I wanted to know about the naval intelligence that the lady, Catherine, said that she encountered on the calls uh, or on the uh, groups that she tried to join. Oh, I would like to know what... Um, were the uh, telltale signs that she saw uh, to know that they were naval intelligence versus some oh. other form of intelligence. Could we ask her that? I mentioned, no, but I will be glad to tell you, I simply mentioned that one of the uh, leaders of one of the TI groups is former naval intelligence. Who would that be, ma'am? I gave the name once, and I don't think it's fair to give it again. I really okay. don't. Thank you. If you look for if you look for TI sites, you'll find it there. Thank you, honey. You're welcome. That's all. Okay. Well, that I was. think we're. Go ahead, is that Terry. Yeah. Hey, Hi, Catherine. Terry. I just want to say that. I think you're a wonderful person for stepping up to the front plate, and we need more people like you for the fight. And well, thank God you. bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, Catherine. Well, I think it's time for your Chablis. Yes, it is. I'm a little <laughs> late for it. Well, I'll say good night. Well, good and night. If you have any questions or anything else you want to discuss, you know how to reach me. Okay, we'll do. Thank you again. Okay. I appreciate it. Okay. Could I ask one Take more time? What is the name of her website again? Could I ask? Sure. Okay. okay. Yes. So long. I'll give it slowly. It's so long, my children fuss at me, but here it is. <laughs> it's www.oneagleswingsfearnoevil.com. Thank you. And Thank I'll, you. I'll tell you something else. You can be prepared for when you go on it. My first page is uh, is sort of ruined, and I've called Amazon a thousand times. 
and they won't fix it. But you can still read it, and then the rest of it is in perfect order. I have called it a thousand times. It's a beautiful website, by the way. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, next question. I'm going to get my Shibli. You do that. Thank you very much. Okay. Take care, and let's keep in touch. We'll do that. All right, then. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, guys, so at this point, I'm going to go ahead and end the recording, and then um, we can unmute and we'll talk openly. So hold on. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.